What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. We have a very special guest, zooming in all the way in from San Francisco. Please meet Ken Newman. He is the president and co and the creative director of Magnet Productions. He's also a guitarist and, and songwriter. He also co-founded a really great um, organization called Blanket the Homeless. Ken, thank you hey. so much for, for joining us. Sorry for a little bit of, of the discombobulation here before we got it's, started. It's, no worries. It's, it's Monday. It's Monday. It it's is Monday. Monday. Yes, all day. Monday. Monday has to be Monday. Otherwise, it's not Monday. <laughs> That's right. Well, please Very profound statement, I think. Yeah. <laughs> please introduce yourself and tell the uh, audience a little bit about your background. Yeah, sure. Um, my... Uh, well, without without going into too deep a dive, I uh, have been an actor professionally since uh, I graduated from college in the late '70s, and um, have worked, done a lot of theater and film, TV, and um, independent film and uh, stuff like that. And then um, I've also been a, a singer songwriter and a guitarist for uh, for a long time, rock and roll guitar specifically in a lot of different bands, and. Um, Professionally, I suppose the thing that that has made me the, the lion's share of my income over the last whatever thirty five years is producing corporate events. I started a company uh, with a with a partner called Skander and Newman Productions back in the mid eighties. Two partners actually, and um, we were doing corporate entertainment. And then we segued into uh, corporate production, more sort of on the the infotainment marketing side, you know, to sort of help companies deliver their message. Uh, at trade shows and sales conferences and things like that. And then, of course, with COVID, we shifted, um, in a sense, back to uh, video and film production and then um, uh, broadcast for, for corporate events. In Interwoven with all of that, I've been doing music, and I kind of got out of it for a long time, got back into it about 10 years ago, and decided because I had a successful company, there was no compelling reason to, to actually make money as a musician, which is... So I um, uh, got back into music about 10 or 12 years ago. I, you know, I was always noodling around, but I just stopped uh, touring and stopped doing live shows. And, um, and then I was asked to front a rock and roll band about 10 years ago, started doing that, started songwriting and realized that since I had a successful production company, I didn't really need to make money as a musician, which <laughs> when you think about setting goals, it's a pretty easy goal to, uh, sure. to, uh, to meet, not making money as a musician. But that, that's um, every artist's dream. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, you know, what, what I just what I mean is, is that I would just donate it all. So I donated it to a number of charities in San Francisco, specifically um, homeless charities, although we did some shows for some other uh, organizations as well. But by and large, we were focusing on homeless uh, charities. I then got hooked up with the comedian Margaret Cho, who was doing a street program called Be Robin that was to honor her friend Robin Williams. Yeah. And we were performing on the street and in venues around the city, raised a lot of money and awareness. Uh, about homelessness in the city. And then shortly after that, I decided to start my own charity, an idea that came from a friend of mine, a woman named Veronica DiCarlo. She was um, she had a friend who was giving out Mylar emergency blankets um, to, uh, uh, to people living on the streets because Boston winters are brutal. Right. And she wanted to do it in San Francisco. So she asked me about it and I said, sure, I'd be happy to help. And we bought a bunch of emergency blankets and I started, um, I gave her some and then I started bringing them to all my shows and I would toss them out to the audience and say, hey, instead of just blowing past somebody in the street, why don't you hand them one of these? And in a second, I'll go in the next room. I can get a bag. You can see what I'm talking about. But in any event, um, it really started to pick up momentum. I met a young woman on the street who'd been homeless, was a wonderful musician, had her come to a gig. 
that I was doing uh, paid her and had her talk about her experience. And people really responded to that. And I, I thought, you know, I should definitely kind of formalize this. So I created blanketthehomeless.org because I like the idea of blankets, both literal and metaphorical. And um, then started adding things to the package. Started adding socks and gloves and hats and condoms and female hygiene, feminine hygiene supplies and antiseptics. And of course now COVID masks. And, um, and then we had a resource directory printed up that uh, would let people know where they could get free food, free shelter, childcare, family counseling, uh, legal services, hygiene services, whatever around the city. We printed it on um, waterproof paper, you know, put it in the back, in the bag, uh, along with all the other stuff. And we've given out about seven or 8,000 of them over the last four years. We're now part of St. Vincent de Paul Society of San Francisco, which allows people to donate to our, uh, our cause uh, through a nonprofit sort of pipeline and, um, and get the tax benefit of that. And we're also involved with, uh, you know, we've supported the San Francisco AIDS Foundation, um, the San Francisco Zen Center, uh, Raising Sparks Ministry. Uh, oh gosh, there's a whole bunch of organizations in the city that are reaching out to us and saying, hey, can you help us with this? We are doing psychological counseling to people on the streets. And I said, great, if you give them one of these bags, when they go into your little van for this counseling session, and then when they leave, people on the street will see it, and that might encourage them to also come in and you know get counseling for you know PTSD and whatever. So it's it's kind of been a, a an interesting ride. You know, I've gotten to work with amazing musicians. We produced an album called um, "Blanket the Homeless" with uh, contributions by I, I have a track on there. My producer and eleven or twelve other artists, including. Fantastic Negrito, who just won his third Grammy Award in three years, actually. We're really excited about that for him. And he donated a track. So everything that uh, all the artists, you know, came to our studio in Mill Valley and we recorded them. And they, um, my, my producer, Scott Mickelson, did an amazing job. We released it on vinyl, you know, for that classic cool. rock and roll. Yeah, yeah double, cool. uh, double vinyl. If you, want, if you want to pause for a second, I'll run next door and I'll grab yeah. the album and the thing I will... So, um, the, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the, the package comes with uh, one of these, which is, I'm really, really proud of this. This was, uh, it was originally done um, by a woman named Carla Laser, and then when we got involved with uh, St. Vincent de Paul Society, you see them in green up here, yeah, yeah, uh, they actually yeah. researched it, uh, updated it, and gave us additional uh, service listings, which are really helpful to the homeless community. Meal services, of course, hygiene services, legal services. Uh, mental health, sliding scale, medical clinics, youth service services, pet services, um, shelters and resources, and what have you. And as I said, it's, it's printed on water-resistant paper, and um, and that's we regularly update that as well. And the packages that we're now giving out are these. So that's the resource guide in the bag. You can see there's socks and gloves and hats. The Cliff Bar Company was very cool. They donated about three or four thousand Cliff Bars over the last few years. Um, and um, we're uh, the emergency blanket. You can see the little silver Mylar blanket there. But we also have people that are now donating regular old fluffy blankets and jackets. And I'm just, for now, I'm just storing them in my storage area. And then we, um, if, if I get reached out by somebody who's freezing on the streets or whatever, I will um, you know, go to a homeless encampment, drop them off, or I have friends that do that for me, people that I'm kind of associated with. I mean, this is literally as bare bones as it could possibly be. I mean, there's, it's formalized only in the sense that we're now part of St. Vincent de Paul Society and we have a place for stuff to be shipped. Sure. But I mean, it is singularly lacking in infrastructure. You know, we're trying to build that up, of course. Sounds but, like you've done such an amazing job. I can hear the passion in your voice. Yeah, we're excited about it. And it's, and like I said, you know, one of these, one of the great, 
I mean, it, it just happens this way. You know, I never thought it was going to be any more than just tossing out some emergency blankets every now and again. Then all of a sudden I've got this. There's the album I'm talking about. That's uh, the uh, the double vinyl. Whoop. And there it is. There's all the artists. You can see Fantastic Vito cool. is right up there. Uh, and yeah. I'm down here. And then my producer. And then uh, the... Uh, yeah, there's all the information about the songs, and it's also available as an MP3 download. But I just sold; I've got uh, six of them going out today um, to people. And all who those bought. proceeds, all those proceeds go everything. To yep, they're, yeah, exactly. They're forty-five dollars a piece for the vinyl, um, and uh, that it, also it, includes the download. Yeah. Oh, it includes the download. Can you buy the download separately? Yeah, you can buy the download separately. You just can uh, if you just go to blanketthehomeless.org, there's a, a little you know information about it. And you can reach out to info at blanketthehomeless.org and it'll come straight to me. And I can just send a link to, you know, and we're accepting donations for, you know, we're trying to make it easy as easy as possible. If somebody says, God, I want the album, but I don't have $45, I say, Well, what do you have? They say 25 is a great. So I'll send it to them. I'm not, you know, I'm not uh Take what you can Not get. Not too militant about that. Especially when it comes, take what you can get, especially when it comes to charity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and we've been, you know, there have been some incredibly generous people who, you know, offered their time and, and their talent in addition to any money that they might get. So, you know, at this point, we're hoping to take this thing beyond the bounds of San Francisco. We're talking to um, people who are interested in um, helping us uh, put together an outdoor music festival in the fall in San Francisco, you know, and I, I, there's a lot of artists that I know that I believe would be interested in, um, Are you in gonna come this way to Chicago. <laughs> well, the, the hope is, yeah, we would love to, we would love to go everywhere. I mean, God knows there's, you know, homelessness in Chicago is, oh, is, sure. is just devastating as it is in New York and Boston and pretty much every city has got, yeah. you know, some, I mean, when you add up the number of homeless people or people living on the streets, there's a in, lot of uh, the United States, it's staggering and heartbreaking. Yeah, and especially with everything that happened with COVID, I think that number has risen even more. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's you know what I used to tell people when I was doing these shows in the city. Uh, you know, is it's it's really easy to kind of marginalize the people on the streets and say, oh, they're all, you know, crack addicts and they run after you with hypodermic needles and they do this. And you know, the reality is, in San Francisco, just to give you an example, seventy-five percent of the people living on the streets within the previous five years had an apartment in the city. They lived in the city, sure. you know, so it's not just people that, you know, that bust in from somewhere else with PTSD or an addiction problem and decided, yeah, San Francisco's pretty chill. So I'll stay here. Okay. It's, that's not the reality. The reality is these people lived here that, you know, sky, rent skyrocketed. Yeah. And as a, as a consequence, you know, people were no longer able to live, you know, in a, a place. I mean, I know teachers who are quite literally living in cars and you know, showering wherever they can, and then making their way to school, and not letting anybody know that that's what they're having to do to survive. Um, you know, the, the 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 problem is is that the the people that get the most attention on the streets are aggressive panhandlers. You right. know, people that like that are right out there and open with like hypodermic needles sticking out of their arms. But that is not the majority. You yeah. know, that is just the most visible you know part of the population, and and it and it creates this feeling uh, you know and the stigma where people just don't want to interact with them. So right. they literally just kind of, you know, right. they do, yeah, they do these sweep moves, you know, the police will tear up, tear apart the tents and cart, you know, cart off all of their belongings, you know, and, and then suddenly they have no place to stay. They lose everything, you know? So there's a program in San Francisco called stop the sweeps, okay. you know, and it's, and it's a really difficult thing. I mean, you talk to anybody about it, they're going to say, well, yeah, I really feel badly for them, but I don't want them to pitch their tent 
on my block. I don't want it on my lawn. I don't want it. And I understand that, you know, we don't, I mean, there are times when I'm kind of like, you know, quite literally up to here with it. I mean, if I'm chased down the street by somebody who's mad because I didn't buy them lunch and I did for somebody else, you know, a block before, you know, I said, look, I'm sorry. I only have limited resources. This is all I can do right now. And they, you know, you're not having <laughs> a calm conversation with somebody who's desperate to survive. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a game of inches. You know, we just do the little bits we can and try to help. And fortunately for me, I, you know, I have a lot of people around me that care as much as I do, who are wonderfully talented artists, musicians who, you know, I get the opportunity to perform with and that part nourishes me. So. What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Ho, 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 ladies. The holidays came early, not only for you, but for your man here at Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. Manscaped just launched new products that your man will actually use, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Also, this awesome refined cologne. It smells so sexy. My man loves it. I love him wearing it, especially after he's all clean shaven, using the lawnmower 4.0 and trimming those nasty nose hairs and those ear hairs. You know, you know what I'm saying, ladies? It's time to give the man in your life the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use the code labelfree20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's right, ladies. 20% off and free shipping with the code labelfree20 at manscaped.com. I love that. I think that it, you use what you can to do the best that you can, right? So whatever whatever you're moved to do, you should do. And I, so like yeah, me, yeah. I, I was raised, my mother, like we we were raised to always, you know, not, not necessarily give money to the homeless, but if they needed a meal, buy them a meal. So, like, you know, I, we would always, like if we saw, I mean, even to this day, if I see someone on the street, they come up to me asking for something. I'll ask them if they, you know, I'll buy you some food. I don't have, I'm not going to give you cash. I'll buy you some food. Um, sure. Same thing with my late husband and I, when we, but we go to California, we traveled all over for, um, for, for business. And mm -hmm. I remember specifically, you know, we were outside of an in and out uh, in and out joint out there. I, I don't think it was in San Francisco. I think it was more towards like LA area, but, right. um, you know, there was a, there was a homeless person that was, you know, looking for whatever. And we bought mm -hmm. them a couple in and out burgers, you know, it no, made their day. Wonderful. They were so happy, yeah. you know, and it was just like whatever, the, whatever you can do to make a difference in someone's life, no matter how small it is you make such an impact, not only in your, in your own life, but in that person's life, it's a ripple effect. And like what Absolutely. you're doing is so amazing. I, you know, I know that you have limited time, so I don't want to get too far into too many stories, but you told me a really cool story um, uh, about, you know, when you were went and set up for Robin Williams and you were out there and all these people showed up. Can you tell that story? Because you oh, sure. You gave me goosebumps, and I want to share that with the audience because that was yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 one of my uh, one of my favorite memories. I it all started. It was weird. I was I was getting my hair cut, and I remember my phone going off, and a dear friend of mine, a guy named Jim Lynch, who I, I I lovingly refer to as the guardian of my rock and roll soul, because he's always the one that says I got tickets to this concert to Fillmore. You know, you may not know the band really well, but it's amazing and you have to know them. I'm like, okay, okay, fine, whatever. And he's taken me to all kinds of things. I mean, he's responsible for my love for Wilco and a bunch of other bands. So my phone goes off and there's a text and it says, Margaret Cho is doing, the comedian who you yeah. know, many people know, she's also on TV, is doing a homeless outreach program. It just started. 
she actually opened up a guitar case in the in the Haight Ashbury area, and she put a little note in it that said, "If you have, give, and if you need, take." Right. So people would throw money in the in the case, and then she would break it into smaller denominations and pass it out to people on the street. So it was quite literally the most basic street outreach program imaginable: money in, money out. Right. And she had a dear friend. Uh, of hers, who she went to school with, a woman named Jerry Lawler, who was also a very good friend of mine and sadly passed away a couple of years ago. But Jerry and Margaret were doing this thing. And the reason they were doing it is because Robin Williams had just died um, within the previous year. And Margaret and Robin were close. And she was devastated by the, as we all were, we all knew him and, and, you know, had done, you know, comedy with him or, you know, in his presence on the same stage. And he was just a local, you know, icon and as as i mean everyone knows incredible what an incredible talent he was but many people didn't know what a philanthropist he was he was very much involved in the homeless community and helped people and had actually something in his contract that called for part of the homeless the crew on any movie he was working on would come from the homeless population they would he would try to give them jobs training and jobs so the b robin idea was something that mike pritchard who's another comedian suggested to margaret he said don't grieve robin b robin yeah. And she was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. So she just called it B Robin and she started doing shows on the street. So my friend Jim calls me up and says, you got to get a hold of Margaret. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to get a hold of Margaret? I don't know her. He goes, well, figure it out. So, all right. Because <laughs> I had been doing the homeless thing, you know, but not any formal way. I was just sure. donating money to different homeless charities, Compass Family Services, which is a great organization, Larkin Street, a few others. So I get a hold of Margaret on Facebook and you know, we're texting each other. And she, um, and then I think we spoke on the phone. She called me up and she said, okay, look, tomorrow at noon, we're going to be in front of Larkin Street Youth Services. Do you have a busking amp, meaning a battery operated amp? I said, yeah, sure. And we'll bring that to your guitar, microphone stand, set up and just start playing. And everything else will fall into place. And I'm like, okay, great. So first stop, Guitar Center, because I had to buy the damn busking amp. I didn't have one, you know, <laughs> but you know, you do what you do. So I bought it and I bring all that stuff and I set it up on, uh, wherever it was, O'Farrell Street or Geary, I can't remember, right in front of Larkin Street Youth Services. And I start to play and all of a sudden, it's like out of the wood, you know, the police are coming to redirect traffic. And um, I think CBS was there and the San Francisco Chronicle is there. They're taking pictures. Margaret is talking to a reporter. Next thing she's on a microphone with me and we're singing a song together. Right. And our picture is on the cover of Datebook. Bob Mould, who is my idol, he's a, a incredible, I mean, he's, they call him the godfather of, um, of uh of punk you know in the united states anyway he had a band husker do and sugar you know and now he's he's a trio uh with two other amazing musicians he, he's just an incredible star and uh mia simmons who was in a band called fright wig in uh you know an all-girl punk band and they were killer uh roger rocha who was in the band four non-blondes all these people are just showing up and we're, we're creating this band on the street like all of a sudden we're all playing together and doing nelson mandela songs and it's crazy. I mean, the whole thing. And then, you know, somebody comes by with 50 pounds of pasta and then somebody comes by with a truck full of clothes and starts throwing out on the street. And a friend of mine is there organizing them by sizes. Somebody comes with a bunch of phones and they're passing it out to people on the street so they can call their families. There's a woman sets up a chair. She's giving homeless people haircuts. You know, this is all like happening as fast as yeah. I'm talking about it. And, um, you know, then there's a guy there with a camera and he starts to, you know, shoot, shoot the footage. And that's released as a movie, Be Robin, the movie, which I encourage people to watch. It's an incredible documentary about this whole process. And um, it's like a movement. It was like, oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the next, you know, two, three days later, we're doing the same thing in front of the Victorian Theater in the Mission. 
Oh, wow. um, and then we're doing it at the, you know, big clubs in the city, the edge, the Oasis. I think Margaret popped up on stage, did something at the Fillmore. Then she and I and a bunch of other people were across the street at the boom, boom room. And we were doing just, you know, raising a ton of money, a ton of awareness, you know, and that's kind of what inspired blanket, the homeless. Cause I like the idea of something that was so bare bones and so direct that when Margaret left town, you know, for her career took off, she went to LA and then I think New York, I asked her, I said, can I continue doing the B Robin work and call it B Robin? And she said, sure. Oh, please. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do anything I can to support you. And then I did that for a while and then thought when the blanket, the homeless idea come up that I came up that I told you about, I decided to kind of retool it to just sort of put more focus there. And, you know, God bless Margaret. I mean, I, I think, I think it's in the album. I don't know if she, she wrote it. Uh, no, but it was, a, there was a story in the Chronicle uh, about it. And then one in the, um, Christian Science Monitor, and Margaret just wrote a beautiful quote about the album and whatnot, you know, and threw her support behind it as well. So, yeah, she's a very big part of why I ended up doing this 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 uh, work that I'm doing. Yeah, so I'm, what an I'm uh, you know, I love that woman. Yeah, she's she's an incredible soul. Well, you're you have an incredible soul. Let's not let let's give you some credit. Like, wow, just so so beautiful, so like moving. Um, I know we got to wrap things up here. Can you drop all your links, Ken, where someone can find you? I will put them in the body of the episode, but if you can just, just go ahead and uh, drop them in the chat. No, 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 no. Just let them like, just say it really quick. Oh, but, sure. But, yeah. But, but, all right. Yeah. I will, I will tell you, this is the, um, you know, there's a million ways to get a hold of me, but uh, the, you know, relative to the charity, it's, uh, uh, and it's important to make this distinction. It's blanket, the homeless.org. There's another, if you just, if you Google blankets and homeless, it'll, it, it'll pop up blankets for the homeless. Okay. Wonderful organization, but not the same one. Okay. You know, you'll see mine, there's an orange, there's a picture of somebody wearing orange there at the AIDS, uh, San Francisco AIDS Foundation. That's, I think, on the banner. Uh, but it's blanketthehomeless.org. And info at, you know, once you go to the site, you can, you can, you know, just hit the contact button. And then um, also Ken Newman Music com is my music site and all roads lead to you know wherever i'm also on facebook under ken newman music and on instagram under ken newman and uh you know and then of course there's my production company which makes me enough money so that i can pay for all this other stuff that I'm doing. <laughs> well, that's, that's good you're lucky <laughs> yeah I'm, i am that's magnet productions m-a-g-n-e-t productions and we do corporate events we produce commercials for company uh and they're all funny you know everything we do is comedy based whether it's magic, I'm also a professional magician. That's something we didn't talk about, but that's. I have to how... have a follow up. We'll have to have. Yeah, we'll do a follow up. That's how I make the most most of my money is touring internationally and doing magic for corporations. That so is, that, that's 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 been awesome. a, that's been a ride. We were going to want to see one of those magic tricks next time. And oh we, yeah, I will. I will. We I will. won't I, in about two little... minutes. I'll make myself disappear. So it'll be. <laughs> <kind> of... <laughs> we won't have the little puppy in the background next time. I'll we'll levitate right out of the frame. But uh, yeah. no, I, I really did want to emphasize, you know, the uh, the homeless. The homeless work that we're doing because i just think it's you know in the final analysis it's the most important thing i'm doing so yes amen to that well thank you very yeah. much for joining me today ken we will definitely have to do a follow-up you, you guys will. this is your host deanna kemple with label free podcast to live your best life you must live label free please don't forget to subscribe like comment, <laughs> and share and i'll be back soon with more dynamic guests